cast for magic. We come to the Pope on Film podcast to laugh, to cry, to care, because we need that. All of us. That indescribable feeling we get, which I'm describing literally right now. So how describable are we talking about here? That indescribable feeling we get when the Liz a Day theme song begins to play and we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. <laughs> Dazzling images on a small Twitch stream, stream, sound that is sound, somehow, Amaland horse erotica feels good in a podcast like this. Bunny Williams feels like the stoned parts of us, and May Lynn feels perfect and powerful because here they are. The Pope on Film podcast. We make movies better. the Pope in question. My name is Reverend May Lynn. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. It is episode 465 of this podcast. Yes, yes. Little Lebowski Urban Achievers and proud we are of all of that. Bonnie! Yes? I, I haven't written shit. Well, I, I, I wrote two pages of things. I usually what happens is I write uh, the podcast throughout the week, the two weeks. But uh, I've been busy as hell because I just became a manager at the Halloween store, which uh, I'm the full-time assistant store manager at the Halloween store. Is it the Halloween and store it, or... or or you, or are you just not saying the name? I'm just not saying the name. Oh, okay. I'm just not. I'm just not saying the name to add a little bit of suspense, as if there's some other major Halloween store company in existence. Well, because I, I was picturing a, the name I just a 
Halloween store that was basically Wish. Okay. You yeah. Know? No. It's the Halloween. No, we're we're not... not that other store. We're the Halloween store. No, and it's we a have big name. This stuff that's all just crap. It's a big name Halloween store, a big name Halloween company that I don't like mentioning the name of because I have been previously employed by big names that that are I don't know how to finish this money. Help me out. That that what? That took retaliation. Yes, that took retaliation. And yes. I don't want to get retaliated upon by anything that I might do in my free time when I am not uh, working for this company. So, uh, I do have a few topics of interest, a few things that I wanted to discuss here in our monologue. Number one... Well, uh, this first stop, stop and give the proper glory to my new podcasting screens. Uh, your podcasting screen is great for uh, this podcast segment, which we have named Jeff, and which is also nicknamed the Betty White Memorial Podcast segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends Download Today. I really love it. I also like uh, the new announcement in the middle. Yes, I have got a bunch of uh, gigs coming up, which I will be talking about. But first, I want to talk about two bits of news. Okay. That have happened in the news recently. That's why it's called news. Uh, at the end of September, New York City was hit with flooding, massive flooding. It was so bad. How bad was it? Thank you, Bunny. Thank you, Bunny. It's okay. Uh, it was so bad that the sea lion enclosure flooded so much that a female sea lion was able to just go, well, fuck the Central Park Zoo. I'm going to walk around and see shit. Yeah. And so uh, a, a female sea lion started walking around Central Park. Um, let me tell you, I was not expecting them to do a live-action Madagascar reboot. No. But apparently that's what you're getting. I imagine you're at Central Park. Oh, man, it's raining really bad. Let's get shelter. <coughs> hey, what's that noise I hear over there? And you just hear, I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. And then that's what's happening at the Central Park Zoo. Yes. Maybe. Yes. King Julian King Julian might be there. So uh, after a walk... And what do you do about that? Because, like, I, I, I'm halfway between, like, leave the sea lion alone and get somebody to try to help the sea lion. That's on one side. Or fight the sea lion to the death. Because the way seriously, that... seriously, how cool is it to have your death 
a death by sea lion attack in Central Park. That is pretty impressive. The way I see it is... It's okay, like almost hey, kind of worth it. If... Oh, yeah, it would probably be... Not that you were killed by a sea lion, but you were killed in a battle with a sea lion. Yeah. How yeah. Did you save Central Park. See, bunny? I reframed it. You're a hero. <laughs> no, oh, thank you, you and the sea lion. It's just like every Marvel DC team up. I don't know who are you are, stranger, but poof, poof, poof. Is that Doctor Doom? We're gonna have to team up. Now you and the sea lion are together fighting the bad guys, and then afterwards, uh, uh, you meet new friends. Amicably. And in a hundred years from now, a, a transgender woman will be doing a podcast about me in their historical section. Yes. A hot-ass uh, trans woman, I might add. But uh, I feel that if it's a well, really okay, dangerous... Now, wait a second. Now, if we're talking about a future trans woman, would they not have to be, like, a bit less hot than you? I mean... Probably, yeah. So yeah. Like, it, like, it, like, and like, half cyborg. And know, all crow. Watch how much hotness you're wishing them. Yeah. The way that I see it is, if a zoo animal is dangerous, if a lion gets out, if a elephant gets out, a cobra gets out, yeah, you gotta, like, tase that sucker and get it back in the zoo ASAP. But if it's a... I feel that if it's a sea lion that gets out, fuck it. You've earned your freedom. Yeah. Go, go live a life. Off a train. Go to Topeka. Uh, they're this big, they're hairy, and they go, Yeah, I remember they're huge. But I, I know, and so we should leave them alone and let them live their life, because they got out, they're free. Hell yeah, they could get a job as an ad executive. The sea lions, the sea lions going around downtown. I'm gonna make it after all. Do, 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 do. And but it's still Topeka, three. Kansas. Yeah, but it's still Topeka, Kansas. So a, a sea lion trying to make it in small town Kansas advertising. Small town Kansas advertising. I think she'd be a big hit because she'd be a novelty. Small town Kansas. Small Town Kansas Advertising is my favorite Suf John Stevens album. Yes. Really like that one. But here's how they caught the sea lion. They didn't because the sea lion walked around uh, Central Park for a while, got bored, and went back to their enclosure and then just waited for the floodwaters to subside. And it's like, yeah, same. Yeah. I totally understand how you feel. I imagine that the sea lion got out and it's like, oh man, I've been here for so long. I've been locked up for so long. I'm going to uh, explore New York. I hope it's exactly the same as I remember it. I'm going to go to Times Square, see a Grindhouse movie, go masturbate in an adult theater, pick up a hooker and some blow and wait a second. 
What the fuck is an M&M store? Yes. Yes. You know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go back to my pool. Ah, but first, I'm going to go see a Broadway play. Where's Phantom of the Opera playing? They what? Because they canceled it recently. They, you can't see Phantom on Broadway anymore, buddy. They canceled it? Finally? Yeah. Thank yeah. God? Yeah. Okay, well, it, it, then the sea lion's like, okay, fuck this. I'm going to go back to my pool. Ah, but maybe I should uh, visit some of the sites, because when am I going to get another chance? Yeah, let me do a little bit of the touristy thing. Uh, I'm going to go visit the Twin Towers. Oh, wait. Someone's whispering to me. They flew a what into what? And scene. That's my New York City bit. Did you enjoy it, Bunny? I, I thought it was I did good. enjoy it. Thank the sea you. Lion should have stopped by Trump Towers, but other than that, taking a that's big shit in two. Trump Tower. Can't do everything all in the first episode. Uh, in other news, according to a recent survey <coughs> on airplane etiquette, Americans are nicer on flights than Canadians. So fuck off, Canucks, because we're the polite motherfuckers now! Yeah. Now, you damn Canadians, <coughs> you're all the trailer park boys, and we're nice as shit, so fuck off, assholes! We're number one, and you have nothing! USA! 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 Hell yeah. Well, we're it's, nice it, it, let's, also, let's also keep in mind that a study literally had to be done to find a place, any place on Earth, where Americans are nice. That's basically that's basically what my wife said and when I like, when I planes. Okay, they're nicer on planes when they're not screaming about invisible people. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, how are you, Bunny? Are you doing good? I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I, I, I yeah. There are getting to be more reminders. So, like, I, I went on a bit of a binge on Tubi, watching like old '80s horror movies. You know, and I, I, I hope I didn't say this last yeah. time. I forget. Did I? Did I mention watching the? I don't know. It, yeah. you, well, we talked a little bit about Tubi, but continue. I so so I was watching a bunch of uh, '80s horror movies on Tubi, you know, and it would mm -hmm. come up to the sex scenes. Always a, a a big feature of an '80s horror film, you know. But now I'm just yes. Like, Ew, your kids! Stop it! What are you doing? You're gonna ruin your lives! Yeah. One of the things that I've been doing to spice things up at the at my Halloween at my job at the Halloween store is I have a uh, we have walkie talkies. Yeah. And every once in a while we'll get on a frequency with like a 
like uh, the the mall police or someone nearby, some other business that are also using walkie talkies will get their uh, will hear a bit of what they're saying. So every once in a while, I like to just get the walkie talkie and just start saying nonsense. So that's what I was doing first. I would go uh, 420 Mambo Dog Face Banana Patch over and then just see what happens. But now I'm trying to do Halloween themed announcements on our walkie talkies. Uh, we've got uh, reports of a masked man hacking up teenagers at the camp again. We need to send some troops over there. Over. And my favorite one is, uh, uh, we've got a, a 2319 human child in Monstropolis. Please respond. So that's, that's what I've been doing lately. I feel like it's very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm cosplaying as a cop in the eighties. Yes. Yes. It is good. It is so, good. Bunny. But don't, don't neglect the bunny. cops in the fifties who have to report giant crickets and things like that. Yeah. Them. So, uh, bunny. Yes. I have a bit of a health announcement. Okay. That I need to make here on the show. Now, I just want to clarify. This is in no way an attempt to one-up you and your touching, tear-jerking announcement of your uh, courageous battle with cancer a couple of episodes ago, which is no doubt going to win us some awards. We're going to win a... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pod, a podcasty. Which I'm assuming is like the Oscars for podcasting. What would the if podcastings are the Oscars? If uh, acting in movies are the Oscars, and acting in TVs are the Emmys, I think the podcasters is the Rogan. So I think we're gonna win a a Rogan for your tear jerking uh, discussion, huh? There is the, the Rondo. For, oh, there you go. That We'll win that one, too. But I just want to make clear this is in no way an attempt of me to sort of show up you or one-up you. Yeah. But I do have a pretty serious uh, uh, health thing that I would like to talk to all of you about. And uh, it's pretty serious. Maybe even... You know, some people say that what I'm dealing with is even more serious than what you're dealing with. Yes. Like, I would love for someone to just go to Donald Trump and say, you don't know anything about Pokemon. Because sure as shit, he's going to start faking some shit about Pokemon. Yes, yes. That would be pretty Oh, no, I am the best Pokemoner. I have caught all the Poke people... And battle them, Pokemon. Some people call them pocket monsters. Some people call, tell me that. You see, a, a man came up to me, tall man, strong man, tears in his eyes. He said, "Mr. President, you are the greatest Pokemoner in all of Pokemoning." You know, like he would yes. make up some shit. Yes. People, but people okay, say, so people are saying. That's it. So. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I went to the doctor recently. Yeah. And I got diagnosed with something, and it's pretty serious. And, you know, it's going to be a long road to fight this thing, but, I, you know, I'm going to put on a brave face and face this no matter what. But the doctor came to me, and, uh, yeah, I got that boom, boom, pow. Yeah. You know, you think it won't happen to you until it happens to you. You know? I don't know. What? Yeah. What happened? It's difficult. Say, say, say it again. What happened? I, I went to the doctor and I got a diagnosis. It's not a big deal, but I'm going to be fighting this as much as possible. It's an uphill battle, but yeah. the way I like to see it is. Despite what the doctor said, I don't, I don't, yeah, I got that boom, boom, pow. I don't know what a boom, But I like to think I'm. What is a boom, boom, pow? You don't know about the boom, boom, pow? Yeah, I got that boom, boom, pow. Let me tell you what's worse about, what's the worst thing about getting, having that boom, boom, pow. Them chickens are always jacking my stuff. They're trying to copy my swagger, and I'm trying to tell these chickens, I'm on that next shit now. <laughs> you know, sometimes I want to grab these chickens and just choke them, just choke the chicken and, and tell them, I'm so 3008. I don't even want to say what you are, but I still don't know what's going you're, you're 2000 and late. There you go. There you go. So that's. That's what I'm dealing with. I'm not saying that I'm braver than you, buddy. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. Pretty serious. Happy birthday, Bunny. For those of you just tuning in for the first time, Bunny just turned 25. He's really oh, excited gosh. about it because he could finally rent a car. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Congrats, Bunny. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that a lot of people refer to my co-host as Bud Williams, when in fact, uh, Bunny Williams was the scientist who created him. He would be Bunny Williams' monster, yes. but, you know, not to nitpick. It's become common practice to be able to just call Bunny bunny instead Sorry. of bunny's monster so it's it's okay uh so uh I, I am yeah sorry. i'm a full-time argue they are both frankensteins fuck you the monster yeah. is frankenstein the doctor is frankenstein the doctor is the is the monster's father henceforth a frankenstein Dracula is Frankenstein. Hip hop is Frankenstein. It's, everything's Frankenstein and nothing is Frankenstein. We're getting time. deep. We're getting deep here. So I have recently become the full. Eating its own tail. Very much so. If a Frankenstein falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, 
That's what they say. That's what they say. So I have become the full-time assistant store manager at my uh, job at the Halloween store. I'm a Halloween first responder. I've been working there since August. And uh, yeah, the district manager called me and said, hey, Maylin, guess what? You passed the background check. And I, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, really? Y'all didn't find the bodies? Okay, then. So, yay. I'm really stressed. And I'm not getting a, a lot of sleep, and I'm really tired right now. But on the positive side, I'm losing weight. Yay! Yay! Huzzah! And also, uh, uh, funny. This week's movie has inspired me. Yes. Uh, I want to be a woman in hysterics. Okay. So I'm trying to trying to think of women things i remember the first time i went shopping in the supermarket in my pajamas it was oh, wonderful bunny hold on a second okay oh it was cvs i know my meds already um i've never been a woman in hysterics and I want to be a woman. Oh, I remember the first time that I went to the supermarket in my pajamas, which is totally fine because I'm a woman in a mall. That was a big step for me. We babysat uh, a baby yesterday. It was my daughter Amber's boyfriend's nephew? I... I I think. I'm pretty sure I nailed that. If I didn't, I'm sure my wife will correct me in the chat. But um, it's so interesting. As a trans woman on hormones, I am changing like at a molecular level. Every tiny little bit of me is changing. And we had this baby in the house. And for the first time ever in my entire life, I got baby crazy. Like, okay. I loved the baby, and I wanted to spend time with the baby, and I wanted a baby. Never felt like this before. Uh, so that was exciting. And and I'm, I'm looking for, you know, more steps to accomplish my true femininity. And, uh, yeah, I want to be in hysterics. I've never been in hysterics before. Well, isn't that actually? Just I want to be the first woman. Isn't that actually just a, a a a fake medical condition, so a doctor could finger bang you? No, I want to be. I mean, I want to be the. the I want to be the first person to see the monster. Fit. I want to be the first person to see the monster. I want to tell everyone, and I want everyone to say, "Oh, May Lynn, she's in hysterics." Oh, okay, okay. Now I'm seeing it. You know. Yeah, I want to be that person. I want to be in hysterics. I've never been... I've been near hysterics. I've been hysteric adjacent. But I've never been in it. I've gone to the door of hysterics, but I've never gotten in. Well, but see... The doorman won't let me in. But see, now I was taught from a young child that if you go into hysterics, I get to slap you. 
hey, that just means I won't have to pay for it. <laughs> so that's good. <coughs> um, uh, I'm going to Memphis at the end of next summer. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've been asked to perform uh, uh, the comedy relief at doing a story time slash comedy segment at another drag show in like downtown Memphis, Tennessee. It's going to be uh, loosely Elvis themed. Okay. And yeah, they want me to perform over there. So I'm going to get paid for it. I'm going to travel over there. I'm going to be doing a story time in. What I want to do is I want to get shirts that say story time with Maylin world tour. And then it has Oklahoma City, you know, July, Memphis, Tennessee, August. And then those are the tour dates. Yeah. Uh, Maylin's house, March. And then those are all the tour dates. It's my work. Storytime with Maylin World Tour 2024. It's a world tour of two whole states. Yeah. Boom. And I have a. Uh, uh, is there is there any way of you sending these announcements? How about you throw it in my messenger when you get them? Okay. I absolutely will. The next time I will. So, like in August, I will be ten minute warning. Uh, <laughs> I that felt weird. You have to be the one to say that. Ten minute warning. I don't. I Thank don't you. say it anymore because look at the screen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that makes me feel so much better that you said it. Um, and I also have a performance that's uh, happening in Ada, Oklahoma at the end of November that I'm really excited about. Uh, I auditioned for a play uh, about a month, month and a half ago. I didn't get a part in the play, but that's fine. Uh, I'm a manager and I have very little time. Uh... I didn't get the part, any part in the play, and I'm happy about that. My, uh, the priest of my Episcopal church, uh, he said, hey, Maylin, I, you know, I, I just wanted you to know that, uh, you didn't get a part in the play. It's not because you're trans. There are other trans people who auditioned to be in plays, and it's, and I, I tried telling him in the nicest way possible, oh no, I know I didn't get, a part in the play because I'm a trans woman. I didn't get a part in the play because it's the miracle worker and I'm not fucking white. <laughs> That's why I didn't get a part in the play. It has nothing to do with whether or not I'm trans. It has a lot to do with the fact that there aren't many fucking Latinas in this white-ass play. I can't be the doctor. Yeah. I can't a Mexican a, a Latina wife to a white child. Yeah. So it's like I audition to audition and I audition. Yay. And now I am done. Uh, the next play is the Adams family that they're doing after the miracle worker. Their next play is like a musical of the Adams family. And I don't know the music. I'm not a guy anymore, so I can't be Gomez, and I don't think I have the 
chutzpah to be Morticia. Yeah. So, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to audition for that or not. Okay, okay. There is always Cousin It. Hell yeah! Okay, uh... Everybody can play Cousin It. This is my audition. This is my audition for the Adams family. Please cast me. There you go. Boom. I don't even need. I don't even need a wig. So, and also, uh, if they need costumes for their play, do you know where they should go? The store. We have a whole Adams family section. But anyway, um, Bunny. Uh, for those uh people who are watching. Uh, I'm too old to be Wednesday. For all those people who are watching, who might be watching for the first time, let me tell you a little bit about me. My name is Maylin. I am a trans woman. I am married to a wonderful woman. We have been married for almost 20 years, and we have five kids. And here's another big thing. I'm no longer a virgin. That's a big deal. It, we had we have had five kids, but I finally had sex as a woman. It, it, it I'm no longer a virgin. I'm pretty happy about it. Oh, good. Okay. Just wanted to mention it. It I it I I had had sex, but now I'm a woman. I can hear my wife screaming from the other side of the house. Because she is currently watching this, and I'm talking about, uh, oh god, the door is open. Okay, I need a weapon. I need a weapon. I've got a blahage! Yes. I'm not afraid to use it! It is our personal business! I'm just talking about our hot lesbian sex! What's wrong with Cher? I, I haven't gotten into details. Okay, so my wife had her hands around my throat. Oh, wait. I'm not going to mention the details. You know why? Because I'm, I'm a gentlewoman. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, I just wanted to mention it. So, okay. Monologue! That was a great Jeff. I thought I was about to get attacked. You were about to see an action scene. Yeah. That would have been exciting. Uh, but I think that's everything. Yeah, it, there's no half this week because I actually need to write those, and I just didn't write it. So, uh, oh, this is exciting. The edible has kicked in. Nice. So, yay! Later today, we're going to be going to church. My whole family, we're going to be going to church because today is the blessing of the animals where they celebrate St. Francis? I believe he's the animal guy, yeah? yeah. St. Francis. By having everyone bring their pets into the church, and there's a small church service, and then they bless with holy water. They bless each animal. And last year, someone brought a cat, and it got loose, and it's running all over the church, and there were a bunch of dogs, and, like, someone brought a snake. I think someone brought a rat. Uh, they've had people ride horses into the church before, which is exciting. And uh, we're going to be bringing uh, the husky Luna, who loves me. 
But then again, how it's hard not to love me. I'm very loyal. So, uh, very excited about that, the blessing of the animals. And I'm also excited because we're going to be taking a break. We're going to be having a, a day. I love the break time countdown, too. That's right here on the side. I love that. I, I love the concept of Dabney the alien. Because you always see aliens and they're like, ooh, we are a strong, superior race. And we have technology that you do not have. And we're smarter than you. And we're more violent than you. We're going to kill you. I just love the idea of an alien who's just lazy as fuck. You know? Well, that's 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 one of my questions about Wakanda. Okay? I mean, Wakanda looks like an awesome, awesome fucking place. Okay? But really, we're only seeing it from the point of view of the royalty. Yeah. You know? Can we get a couple of cab drivers from Wakanda? How do they feel about Wakanda? That's where it's going to matter. What does a waitress in Wakanda think? I always had an idea for a Star Trek TV show about fast food employees in Earth during Star Trek, where it's like, like, it must be kind of sad when, like, all these people are out there in the never-ending space having all these adventures, but you're still on Earth flipping burgers, and you're not even well, getting paid. Well, I think fast food places would die in any culture where you had a replicator, you know? That's a good would, point. You would way point. more be dining out for uh, the overall atmosphere and feel of the place. You know, because... Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm pushing a button. Yeah. That would be... Because you could just the order their, their ribs through the fucking replicator. You yeah. Don't have to go out. That's a good point. I, I don't know much about Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, so... Do you think so? William Shatner just gets none of that uh, Mike Myers money from Halloween. And they, yeah, yeah. I don't see why he should. Because the mask was like they turned the mask inside out and they painted it white. But but he like, got but he got the money for the mask. That's that that shouldn't count. I'm just saying they should give. They should shoot the shack a little bit of, of, of uh, like, royalty for, no. for Michael Myers. That's, no. fuck that's William what I Shatner. think. Well, yes, fuck William Shatner. Absolutely. <coughs> so we're going to be taking a break. I'm going to be doing a costume change. I'm going to be putting a skin-tight red outfit. You are absolutely... Oh, God. Here comes my wife. Okay. What? And then he's turning inside out... Like my vision is clean, and also, I'm <laughs> 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 
before the throne of the Almighty. Bob will not be judged by his acts, but by his intentions. Only God can judge Bob's heart. Are you a woman in the Utah area looking for ugly clothing? Then stop on down to the Black Dress Warehouse. We are Utah's leading supplier of black or dark gray dresses. Do you want to look like a housewife? Do you want to look like a woman who is suffering depression or is possibly mourning the loss of a, of a loved one? Or perhaps you're a woman being haunted by the grim specter of death. If you are, then come on down to Black Dress Warehouse. We sell black dresses and that's it. Off of Route 9 and Main Street, Black Dress Warehouse. montage we're cleaning up the streets we're getting people with wife beaters asking them questions in an alleyway I'm wearing a peach colored suit and everything's cool it's a montage a disco montage is that a jeepney that's weird it's a montage Here's my business card. It's a montage. A disco montage. We are cleaning up the streets. We're whacking the attack. And sometimes we're attacking the whack. And sometimes it's a whack attack. Because we don't have a coherent catchphrase yet for what we are doing. Maybe we should get some better publicity. Maybe hire somebody to do this stuff. To figure out what we should call this. Maybe we can do that in our montage. Kung Fu montage. We're talking to drunk people. That might... I think that's MC Hammer now. MC Hammer's drunk. He is drunk in a hallway. We're walking past pawn shops. In our montage. A Kung Fu montage. Disco Godfather. And a guy with an afro. A really impressive afro in a montage. Walking down to something. Not really steps, but maybe that is a thing. And this guy's got a briefcase. And he's got his at a pipe. Oh, I don't know what he's doing. He's signing a piece of paper. 
in a montage. Smokey the Bear montage. They are walking down the streets with some fine ladies in a montage. Beating up random people that they see on the street. Got real big glasses. See somebody beating up people. Doing real bad kung fu. Getting some guy grabbing him by the sweater. Slapping him across the face, his sweaty face in a montage. I've got a dog montage. A one, two, three, four. Huh, look at this. Certified frustration-free packaging. Hmm, not, not frustrating, that's good. I guess I just pull here and, uh, damn it. 
damn it. Damn it. These are some of my favorite worst posts from the last few weeks on the Oklahoma City Craigslist page. This one is called Prince Media Pandering. And it says, Prince, you would have thought he was the president the way the media carries on about this non-talented transvestite. Exclamation point. So, transvestite! Every channel went on and on and still are, I say, good riddance. Typical left-wing, pandering media, always pushing their cause. Hell, when Elton John dies, they will probably declare a national holiday for him. They should, because Elton John is a treasure, number one. Uh, number two, mm, you need to check yourself. And third, it's not media pandering. Apparently, it's a pandering media. It's a media that's run by pandas. It's a pandering media. I like that. You don't have to imagine that we're back. Because we are. Gentlemen, science has agreed that unless something is done and done quickly, man as the dominant species of life on Earth will be extinct within a year. I repeat, stay in your homes. Your personal safety, the safety of the entire city, depends upon your full cooperation with the military authorities. Yes, cities, nations, even civilization itself, threatened with annihilation because in one moment of history-making violence, nature, mad, rampant, wrought its most awesome creation. For born in that swirling inferno of radioactive dust were things so horrible so terrifying, so hideous, there is no word to describe them. We may be witnesses to a biblical prophecy come true, and there shall be destruction and darkness come up in creation, and the beast shall reign over the earth. 
Yes, the earth, the skies above and the seas below, infested by swarms of nightmare creatures, crueler, deadlier than the armored giants of prehistoric eras. Here is a wild, headlong flight into terror as the desert erupts with the grim battle for survival. Here is a fear-frenzied moment of suspense as mankind totters before a thing that multiplies faster than it can be killed. Here is a desperate plunge into the black depths of the earth where human courage challenges the brute force, the slashing jaws, the poison fangs that guard the subterranean nest where the beast spawns its terrible progeny. To all units, to all units, condition red. Grain 267 is the target area. Repeat, condition red. Grain 267 is the target area. Take a chance. It might poison the whole city. The HBO logo is going to pop out of it. Is this the sh the half screen? Okay, there we are. There we go. Look at that. It is wonderful. It is wonderful. I thought you were talking about the thing that was playing before then, which looks like the. Ooh, look at that. Okay, so a globe, half historical approximations. It looks very good. Yes. It looks very good. I like that. Thank you. No problem. It needs okay. an update. Yeah. So are we ready, Bunny? So now we're back with more of the Pope on film. It's time, Bunny! It is time. It is time. Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to go loca right into our second half of the show. And it is said second half, wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all-new hand-picked and now available without a prescription movie of the week. And this week, we continue our celebration of the life and films of legendary film director Pedro Almodovar 
by watching the 1954 giant ant movie, then, a.k.a. Ants on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. That was the original yes. title. Not a lot of people know that. Now, Bunny, and if for the those... And was only more sensitive to the needs of the ants... Yes. You know. I would like to see a version of... of, uh this movie from the ants point of view yeah you know from their point of view it's the humans that are the aggressors mm -hmm. so bunny they for those people who get that big exactly they did not ask for this they didn't land on plymouth rock plymouth rock got big on them that's right or something like that okay so two things number one it is harder than I thought to eat a Starburst while podcasting. <laughs> um, that's what I'm learning about right now because I'm a professional. And secondly, I wanted to ask you, Bunny, if there are people out there who might be joining us for the first time, would you like to explain why we are celebrating Pedro Almodovar by watching a 1954 American giant bug movie that is in no way related to him. Because I went and I downloaded a nice selection of films that we are still trying our best to try to honor, um, but I was not able to get a dubbed and or subtitled version of any of them, so there we go. I was stuck. Giant monsters. Yeah, I'm absolutely okay with this 100 percent. i now of course you wouldn't be able to to watch women on the verge of a nervous breakdown in spanish but since i am a proud latina i know a lot of spanish let me tell you my all, all the spanish that i know Hola, soy dora have you seen boots that's all i know in spanish but it's good. If I'm ever in Mexico and I'm looking for boots, I'll be able to know what to say. So that's good. Um, this is true. And you never know what yeah. comes up in life. But before we get into the giant bugs and the giant, and giant grasshoppers, who would believe such nonsense? The old ones were spookier. They, they had castles in Full moons. Yeah. They were mythic. <laughs> they had a poetry to them. And you know what else? The women. So let's talk about the man in question, Mr. Pedro Almodovar. See, I consider myself a big time film historian. And so I, I know so much about movies about films and film directors and so i thought that i could do a quick bio of pedro almodovar which should be pretty easy for me with no mistakes wink noise so let me tell you about pedro almodovar he is an american movie producer and director He's best known as the director of the Elvis Presley 1968 comeback special, as well as 
the notorious 1978 two-hour TV special, The Star Wars Holiday Special. The man who directed the Elvis Presley 1968 comeback uh, special yes. also directed the Star Wars Holiday Special. And that man's name was Pedro Alm... Oh, wait. Okay, that was actually a bio of American filmmaker Steve Binder. <laughs> and not Pedro Almodovar. Apparently, he's uh, Mexican. So, uh, now we don't have time. Oh, no. Now we don't have time for me to do the bio. Don't worry, Bunny. Next week, I'm sure to get it right. This is true. Well, Bunny, what can be said about the movie, then, that hasn't been said a million times before about other giant monster movies? That little girl was fucking awesome. She was good. That she is was good. the best performance in a any movie of this type. She finally snaps out of it. They're they're uh, putting a small bottle of formic acid in front of her, and she smells it, and she snaps out of her hysterics, and she says, "Then, what I would have liked is for her to snap out of it, and then gone." And, and that's the title of the movie. Is yeah. the them fuck just f u c k fuck? You know, whatever she would have said first, that would have been the title of the movie. Why and do... My dogs... Why do hmm? old scientists always have hot young female assistants? Uh, you know who the old scientist was? I'm pretty sure it's the same one from the last fucking movie. It was Chris Kringle! What's Ten thousand letters, all addressed to Santa Claus. That was fucking him. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I looked it up. Oh. Okay. On the, uh, I looked it up on how do you pronounce it? Imdaba. I looked it up on the Imdaba. According to the Imdaba, the old man who starred in this, who played Doctor Harold Medford, was also Chris Kringle in fucking Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I find that fascinating. Nice. And uh, here's the big story that I found about this she movie. She was right. She had, she had mentioned that. She had kind of thought so. I didn't quite yeah. get she, what she meant, though. Yeah. I will say this about this movie. The director is incredible. In freaking incredible. The director's name is Gordon Douglas. He started doing our gang comedies in the 30s. Then in the 40s, he directed all of the great Gildersleeve movies. Okay. And one Dick Tracy movie, like Dick Tracy versus Q-Ball or something like that. And then later, and then he did this, he did them, and then after that he did uh, a number of movies, including the Elvis Presley comedy Follow That Dream, uh, Slaughter's Big Ripoff. Okay. 
and the no doubt racist Bob Hope comedy Call Me Bawana. I haven't oh, seen it, but with a name like Call Me Bawana, with a name like Smuckers, it, it has to be racist. Yeah. And then, in 1977, he did his last film, Viva Knievel! Nice! That's a, that's a crazy-ass uh, filmography there. Yeah. You know? Our gang, Gildersleeve, Dick Tracy, them, Bob Hope being racist, a kick-ass exploitation film, and Viva Knievel. That's, that's quite a resume. So, hands, kudos to the man who directed this. My wife yes. said I've got my headlights off. Um, we might have to black bar this whole discussion of the movie that M. So... <laughs> Uh, Walt Disney saw this movie before anybody else. Okay. Because Walt Disney was like, oh, I'm finally working on my dream project. Telling people the story of Davy Crockett. Oh, but who will I get to star in the Davy Crockett series? So he was interested in casting whoever the fuck the guy was who played the FBI agent. Hi, I'm uh, FBI Special Agent Sexual Harassment. <laughs> oh, look, a chick scientist. Hey, baby. You know that guy? Yeah. He, he, Disney was like, I think he's going to be a great uh, Davy Crockett. Let me watch this movie. But uh, Walt Disney was obsessed with um, uh, the... The, the actor who had a small part in the film as a, like, a pilot in the mental ward. Yeah. And that was Fess Parker. Yeah. So this movie led to Fess Parker getting the starring role as Davy Crockett. All because of this one part in this one movie that Walt Disney happened to be screening. Uh... At his, I don't know, uh, stately Wayne Manor. I hate the luckily noise. Luckily, they had. Luckily, they had a backup guy in a mental institution who also saw giant ants, who mm -hmm. later went on to become the old man in the Blob. Yes, yes, I like. Um, I like. Uh, the fact that Fess Parker was in this because um, everyone knows the uh, uh, the theme song to Davy Crockett in Mech in Spanish in Mexico. It the theme song to the Davy Crockett TV show is slightly different though. In Mexico, the theme song goes like this: Davy. Davy Crockett, we killed him at the Alamo, and that's how the song goes. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit more of a festive song. Yeah. I kind of like it. I fucking hate the noise that the ants make in this fucking Yeah. It triggers my fight-or-flight response. And I absolutely hate it. It, just that 
Ah, it drives me fucking insane. And I didn't fully realize that until just now. <laughs> I hate that sound. Watching this movie again. But Well, then it's a good thing that you never see more than two ants at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's freaking hilarious. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. I love this movie. This is a good giant bug movie. Yes. I like it. If I had to choose between them and the giant Gila monster, I'd choose them. Yeah. If I had to watch uh, them or Peter Graves and the Crickets, or, or what was his name in the Crickets? If I had to watch the Crickets, I would watch them. If I had to watch them or Food of the Gods, I'd fucking watch Food of the Gods because that movie's a fucking mess. Marjo and fighting I... a giant chicken. Yeah. It yeah. is not to be beaten. A giant rubber chicken. Yeah. I, I would pick that in a freaking heartbeat. But this is a this is a fun movie. It's fun. And Why? plus it's Warner Brothers, so it's got some money to it. Like it's not Yeah. It's not one hundred percent cheap. It's like sixty percent cheap. Yes. And I appreciate that. Why were the ants so obsessed with sugar? Ants eat um, everything. Why were the ants so obsessed with sugar? Oh, because the Archies just scored a number one hit at the mm. time. Okay. And so everybody was, was uh, at first, Come they were fight. like, oh, hey, we're giant ants. Let's go get some honey. And then it's like, oh, shit, there's giant bees. Then, then what? What else comes in the song? Oh, honey, do 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 do. Oh, sugar, sugar, sugar. We're gonna get a shit ton of sugar. And that's how it was chosen. The Archies were very big. Everybody was riding dune buggies in the desert with tires filled with water and just going. I think it would be so much more entertaining if giant ants just wiped out of. Herd of a farmer's cows. Yeah. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see... You know how, like, the blob came out? And then, like, in the 80s, there was that grisly, violent remake that people liked? Yeah. Why stop there? Kevin I'd love Lynch. to see a gritty, violent, bloody as version of them by the guy who made Terrifier. Yeah. Hell yeah! Ah, but I shouldn't wish for that because they did do that with a bucket of blood and we know how that goes. Yes. As Shadow Stevens appears. Yes. We don't want to summon a wild Shadow Stevens to show up. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Stevens. And who so, was that? Uh, Michael C. Paul? Huh? Who was it that played the, uh... Oh, man, I am blanking out all the, the Dick Miller part.
the nerd from 16 Candles. Yes, Anthony Michael Hall. There you go. I I was thinking the nerd from 16 Candles or the guy who dies in the second in uh, Halloween Returns. (laughs) But I told I could have just done failed 80s SNL and it would have come to me like right off the bat. Yeah. But I like this movie. It's it's fine. It's yeah. fine. So I saw the greatest double feature of all time, Bunny. I saw Saw Patrol. Yeah. It, it was wonderful. It was gorier than I thought. It was uh, pretty violent. It was really violent and really bloody. And there was a lot of heart to it. Oh, and also Saw was good. Yeah. You see what I did there, Bunny? Yeah. I thought that was funny. I saw Paw Patrol in an empty theater, and it's just, I'm I'm just a high-as-fuck trans mother of five in an empty theater watching Paw Patrol. I <laughs> It was great to watch Paw Patrol in an empty theater, because I was just cussing shit out. Yeah. And it's like, Paw Patrol roll out, and I'm like, fuck you, you're not my dad. <laughs> so, that was, so that was fun to be able to do that. Saw was pretty good. It took a while to get going. Yeah. Like the like there's one death trap that's really uh good and it's got like a this guy and his eyes and there's tubes and um and it appears like ten minutes into the movie. But then it's just a, it's just John Kramer daydreaming. The first real death trap doesn't appear until like 45 minutes into the film. Really? Yeah, it takes a while to get going. And then when it does, it really gets going and it's really good. But it, it, it took a while to get going. And, 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 and I'm just going to come out and say it. I have been regularly listening to the song Down Like That from the Paw Patrol movie. Okay. It's like it's like a it's like a cool rap song for kids. And it's like the theme to the new Paw Patrol film. And before the movie there was a music video for it where you're supposed to dance like all of the individual Paw Patrol members and I'm like, this fucking sucks. But Sure as shit, as I'm driving home, I'm still hearing this stupid-ass song in my head, and it just burrowed into my brain like a worm. And so now I've become obsessed with a song from the Paw Patrol movie. <laughs> so I got to say, the Paw Patrol movie, I think, has stuck with me more than Saw X did. And also, a, there's no way... John Kramer and Amanda look way too old for this to be set between Saw and Saw 2. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. It was a good, good movie, but that's that's fine. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, something else I wanted to mention. Um, being a trans woman, I 
experience so many things that other people don't get to. Good and bad. Both sides of the spectrum. For example, yes, when I'm in public and I need to use a public restroom, I am putting my own life on the line. That's a negative. But on the positive side, um, I had an ex girlfriend, not really a girlfriend, we only went out like once or twice, contact me upset because my boobs are bigger than hers. Okay. That filled me with a joy that I cannot fully explain. <laughs> but it, it was fucking wonderful. Ah. Oh. And the, the clouds parted. They did. It was amazing. It was amazing. These puppies. Yes. I don't have anything else. I've, I've, <laughs> I've been making most of this up. I'm pretty high right now. Good. How are you, Bunny? Good. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm kind of high as well. Sweet. Not, not edible high, just... Casual smoking high. I, I am always edible high. Yeah. And it's... Because it, I can't smoke that much. I've got the asthma and whatever. Um, I can't smoke weed because um, I'm left-handed. Yeah. That's just how it is. Um, I'm a big weed person. I'm a weed aficionado. I, I'm, I'm a weedist. Yes. As we all call ourselves. Uh, 420, wink, wink. <laughs> That's a code. You you people probably don't know what I'm talking about the because lingo. I'm a weedist, as we all call ourselves. Um, do you have anything, Bunny? Um, just that if we were ever actually attacked by giant ants, we'd never have a fucking chance. I mean, this comes down to they killed two ants and flamed a bunch of eggs. Apparently, back in World War II, troops were issued flamethrowers? I thought that was just some fucking bullshit that they made up for the 14th fists of McCluskey. <laughs> but, so, but soldiers in World War II were given flamethrowers, and so the people in this movie that were using the flamethrowers were all veterans who had worked flamethrowers before. Nice. So if anything... Um, Jake Cahill wasn't in World War II. No. Because he doesn't know how to work a flamethrower. Unless a hippie is, is trying to <laughs> kill you in your pool while you're trying to listen to uh, Snoopy and the Red Baron. Can, can we do something about the heat? <laughs> it's a flamethrower. I love <laughs> I love that movie so much. Let's talk about that and not them. I love the fucking soundtrack to Once Upon a Time dot 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 in Hollywood. No, 
I love the AM radio bits that they play. Yeah. That uh, 93KHJ, the AM radio station, has a massive backlog of actual recordings, full recordings, including commercials, of their radio station throughout the 60s and 70s. They have a web, uh, a YouTube channel where they will just play uninterrupted and with all the commercials, hey, here's three hours of um, uh, morning drive time programming from our AM radio station on January 17th, 1967. Nice. And so what's fascinating about the soundtrack to Once Upon a Time dot 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 in Hollywood is that whenever you hear an AM radio station, that is literally what was playing on the radio exactly when this uh, the scene was playing out. Yeah. And I I love that so much. So fucking much. <laughs> so, and so that's why Pedro Almodovar is an incredible director. Yes, he is. Hats off to I, Pedro. I hope that our lengthy conversation about the Star Wars holiday special, Viva Knievel, Davy Crockett and trans breasts has really given you a profound understanding of the importance of Spanish filmmaker Pedro Almodóvar. Yes, that's we why have, we're doing we all have of it. Try to make it as clear as we can, uh, but but we we also don't want to overdo it. You know, we don't yeah. want to just be shoving Pedro Almodóvar down your throats. Yeah, we don't want to be scaring people. Yeah, we don't want to be scaring people. No, Say it, buddy. Say it. That's not what we're about. Yeah, that's not what we're about. Hey, is there a warning? Ten minute warning. Thank you. I just wanted to hear it from you. <laughs> um, hold on. Let me get a pen. So that's it for this week. Uh, next week. We're, we're celebrating Buntober. I don't think I mentioned that. We're celebrating Buntober because it's uh, Bunny's birthday month. It was his birthday uh, two days ago? A yeah. few days ago. He turned 25. He can rent a car now. This is true. So uh, during Buntober, Bunny takes over. That rhyme. I'm a poet, and I didn't even know that I could rhyme things. So, uh, Bunny has taken over, and this year we are celebrating the life of Pedro Almodovar, the legendary Spanish film director, by watching American giant monster movies from the 1950s. Did yes. I get that right, Bunny? That is it. That is correct. Sweet. So, next week, what will we be watching? Well, unfortunately, we will not be watching 2006's Volver, starring the lovely Penelope Cruz. We will not. A woman whose mouth is so big, she might as well be Canadian. 
Her mouth is so big that she can eat an entire gerbil like she's on the V spaceship. Yes. <laughs> Unhinge her jaw. And then you see the big thing just... <clears throat> Trailer hitches quake in fear. <laughs> but we will not be covering that movie, unfortunately. I have it. Yeah. It's in Spanish. Okay. Instead, we will be doing 1953's It Came From Outer Space. It came from outer space. Uh, outer space is what I call my dick. Okay. My lady penis. I call it outer space. So this title takes a different tone in that way. Why is my pen all dirty? Anyway, I'm high. So yes, next week we will be celebrating Pedro Almodovar and his uh, wonderful film Volver. And we will be celebrating it by watching It Came on the Face of Outer Space. Yes. Uh, it came in the mouth of outer space. It's called snowballing. Yes. Uh, it is so weird, the music that we play at the Halloween store, because some of it's Halloween music, uh, but some of it is not. Like, I'll be listening, and, and they'll play, uh, you know, Mamma Mia. They'll play uh, Don't Stop Believing." They played... Uh, Black Sheep by the Clash of Demon Head? Yeah. And, and then they played... Uh, oh my god, I don't remember what I was, was going to say. They, they played Godzilla a lot by Blue Oyster Cult. I would like Blue Oyster Cult to follow that up with uh, Gamera. Yeah. I think Gamera, he is pretty neat. Gamera, he is made of meat. We believe in Gamera. Like, get two cowbells this time. Yeah. I, I, would, I would like to see that. Uh, so, it came from out... Oh, so that's what I was saying. I just remembered. Snowballing. They played Chewbacca from Clerks. Yeah. Yeah. Chewbacca. That was real. What a Wookiee. Yeah, they were playing that just in the Halloween store, and I'm looking around the Halloween store, and all I'm, all I'm seeing are fucking white parents who just came from their kids' soccer game. And we're, we're just playing Chewbacca from the, from the Clerk soundtrack. And then after that, they played uh, Primus and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Yeah, they played a Veruca Salt song, I Want It Now. <laughs> and it's like, they're just playing Clerks followed by Primus, and everyone's fine with that. Yeah. One Night in Bangkok plays. None of you know that this is a song from a musical about competitive chess written by the people with penises from ABBA. <laughs> None of you know this. This song is playing. 
none of you know who the Clash at Demon Head are? This is Envy Adams singing! I get really serious about the music that plays at the Halloween store. <laughs> you probably couldn't tell, because I hide it so well. You do. But I do, because I'm so good at a hiding thing. Hiding emotion. So, next week is going to be an exciting one. It came from outer space. It came while looking at outer space. But now that I look back at this episode, the highs and the lows, uh, Madagascar, we're beating Canadians at being polite, so fuck you, On Canada. On airplanes. On airplanes, On yeah. On airplanes. Uh, I'm no longer a virgin, but he can rent a car. <laughs> the guy who directed the Elvis Presley 1968 comeback special also directed the Star Wars Holiday Special, which I think more people should be talking about. There's a there's an Elvis to Life Day pipeline. Yes. So no one is talking about. <laughs> Elvis could have teamed up with Itchy and Lumpy and Jefferson Starship. It's Elvis Presley and his uh, doing a duet with the Arthur in the cantina. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Just blew your mind. Now that I'm thinking back at the entirety of this episode, Viva Can Evil, shit, I think this has been a pretty good episode. This okay. has been a damn, damn good episode. Okay, good. I felt the same way, but I feel like you're the person who makes the distinction as to whether or not it's a damn good episode. But yes, I concur. <laughs> With your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Malin, and on behalf of Natasha and uh, Mouse slash Q, who is not here, and all of my kids, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. You godless heathens! You also, and you do love and and yes, Eleanor. And I'm covering up because again, and you doggies. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. Okay, help me uh, play play the the podcast out. You just spilled all of my water. Oh my god! Ah! Ah! <laughs> Hi, Bunny. Hi. Oh, crap. Ah! Can you still... Bunny! Yes. Uh, hold on. Okay. Uh, shit. Okay. Can you there see you me? Go. Okay. We're going on a road trip. Okay. Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Cut and print. And, and get a towel. Cut and print and get a towel for all of the water that you just built. And cut, cut and print. <laughs>